0: Hey guys, Megan Hyatt Miller here. So we are re-airing a great show from the Archive this week. But meanwhile, we are working on some big changes happening here on the podcast. For one thing, Lead to Win is becoming Business Accelerator. We're really excited about this name change, but we are even more excited about updating the show format. The new format will still include conversations for business leaders between my dad, Michael Hyatt, and me. And to the mix, we're adding interviews with thought leaders and dropping in some real world coaching calls. Our goal is to deliver clarifying conversations and actionable insights that you can use every week. So how do you get the new show? Well, you don't have to do anything except tune in where you always do. Your lead to win feed will simply turn into the new Business Accelerator podcast. We're going to be making these changes gradually so that people can still find us. But the first new episode of our new Business Accelerator podcast will air on October 18th. We're excited about these changes because we know they're going to give you more ideas and tools to help you grow your business and your leadership. So make sure to stay tuned for the first episode of the new Business Accelerator podcast. It's coming October 18th.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt.
0: And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller.
1: And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. The thing that we're going to talk about today is something that, to be honest, is really difficult for me, but it's something you've got to learn to do as a leader. We're going to talk about leveraging intentional celebration to drive better performance in your team.
0: So this is a really important topic and it's one that a lot of leaders struggle with. So if you're like, I am no good at that, you're in good company. Most people we talk to feel that way, including us at times. Um, but we recently hosted an executive team dinner. This was outdoors, dad, on your back patio, celebrating the major financial goal that we hit last year of exceeding our profit goal by 50% in the midst of the pandemic in 2020. And, um, in our previous episode, we talk about some reasons for why we think that was possible. And you can learn all about that if you want to. But we want to talk in this episode just some takeaways and lessons around why you should be celebrating as a team if you care about driving performance, how you can celebrate, and then just some kind of practical tips and tools that we've learned over the years.
1: You know, one of the things I want to say about that goal too, we didn't say it last week, but I just want to say it this week. We never revised our original budget even after the pandemic Oh hit, yeah,
0: that's important to say. We,
1: we held to the original budget so we didn't you know, revise it downward, and now we're sitting here bragging about the fact that we exceeded our revised budget. No, we exceeded our original budget mm-hmm. pre-pandemic by 50% on the bottom line. And that was like over 100% increase over the prior year. So we already had an aggressive budget, but we exceeded that by 50%. So just a little context.
0: Just a little context. Okay. So there was a lot to celebrate. And actually, I have to tell another story because I did not come to – Plan this dinner all on my own. I actually had a meeting with one of my executives who was just kind of talking about, uh, he, he kind of made an offhand comment about how sometimes it can be discouraging that I'll change goals and raise goals on our team. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Because I'm thinking, like, this guy is so aggressive. You know, like, I would be shocked to learn that he didn't like big goals because that's kind of how he's wired. And he said, well, sometimes we just accomplish things and then we just move on. Like it didn't even happen. And I was like, oh, you know, I had that pit in the stomach kind of, you know, like gut punch moment. And I was like, you're totally right. Fortunately, in this case, it wasn't too late to fix it. And so I thought, okay, I, I took that little thought and I ran with it. I went and had a meeting with Aaron, my chief of staff. And I said, Aaron, we have got to plan like an amazing celebration dinner for hitting this crazy profit goal because I don't ever want the team to forget it. So, So that was kind of the setup is really, I almost dropped the ball. And then at the last minute, I didn't, thank goodness. But we want to share some insights to that. So first of all, let's talk about why you need to celebrate. Because if you are not a person for whom this is intuitively obvious, um, let's just talk about what are some of the reasons that celebration is important, not just for culture, though it is, but for performance.
1: I think that if you don't celebrate it, in essence, like your direct report said, it didn't really happen. Yeah. And and what you want to do is as much as you can wire this into people's psychology, their physiology, mm-hmm. every aspect of their being so that they begin to see themselves as winners.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to say it.
1: Okay, because yeah, because you, you know, when a team is on a roll, sports team, take for example, you know, they're if they're on a roll, that that momentum sort of continues to breed success. Mm-hmm. And people have to have a sense of momentum that gives them the confidence to go out and try new things, yep. to achieve new things. So I think it's important because you're you're trying to push this confidence down into their being mm-hmm. because this is probably not the last big goal you want to take on and you want people to have the confidence to say, "Okay, I'm not sure how we're going to accomplish that next goal, but we did it on the last one, so let's roll."
0: Well, the other thing is, is that celebration really creates a cause and effect relationship between the individual and team performance and success. You know, we want people to be very clear on, I did this and then this happened. And the the reason that matters is because we want to make this explicit so that it's visible and repeatable, right? Hmm. Like we often think about making things explicit, like, You might call a direct report and say, hey, I need to talk to you about, you know, the results for January or whatever. And and it's negative, right? So, like, a lot of the explicit conversations we have, like, what I mean by that is making it concrete, you know, where it's really – out there in front of you and you can define it, um, are around negative things. But I want to make sure that I'm making things explicit and visible for my team so that they know what their kind of own secret recipe for success is. Every single person has things that they do repeatedly that causes them to succeed. And I want them to know what they are. I want those to be celebrated and reinforced because we talk about this a lot. You get more of what you focus on or what you reward, and I want them to be able to do that more and more in the future.
1: Yeah. And I, I think you're exactly right. And I've I've been in organizations where the focus was always on what was missing, what right. went wrong, whatever, no matter how close you get to the goal. And that's demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And and what you're saying is that this builds confidence. And one of the things we do in our organization repeatedly is we ask this question that we got from our mutual coach, Eileen, what was it about your leadership that led to that result? Yep. And you would naturally go to the negative. You know, what was it about your leadership? What was lacking in your leadership that caused you yep. to miss the goal? Right. Right. Well, conversely, you need to ask the opposite. What was it about your leadership, the way in which you led that produce these results in a mm-hmm. positive way. Because again, what you notice, what you affirm, you're going to get more of. And so to take the time to celebrate it is just a big way of of noticing it and affirming it mm-hmm. so you get more of it.
0: Right. The other thing is that people, when you celebrate them, feel acknowledged, they feel seen, and they feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. And you, as the leader, may not appreciate how important that is you know, that you kind of get other rewards or you're in a place maybe in your career where you have a lot of confidence and it's not as important for you to have those moments. But for the folks on our team, and I think if we're honest, it's true for us too, we really need to feel acknowledged and seen and appreciated in front of other people. It's very, very important. And, you know, most people are terrified of being publicly embarrassed, the two of us, Dad. I mean, this is like our literal worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. You know, we hate being embarrassed. And and yet – um, most people want to be publicly praised in some way, and oftentimes leaders are really stingy with that, not on purpose necessarily they just don't even think about it uh, but it's it's critically important
1: you know I think a great another great question that as a leader, we can ask ourselves is you know maybe you're working for somebody that doesn't do this or you've been in a situation where you weren't acknowledged or celebrated for your accomplishments mm-hmm. and And what I would say all of us have the ability to do is to become the boss we wish we had, That's become right. the leader we wish we had. You know, do you wish that your boss would acknowledge and celebrate your achievements? Well, maybe they will, maybe they won't. You don't really have control over that, but you can always do that for the team that you're leading. Mm-hmm. So be that person that you wished you had leading you. And and certainly, I think for all of us, we'd like to have our achievements acknowledged and celebrated.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, let me set the stage a little bit for this event that we just recently did. And I think this will illustrate some of the things we're talking about today. So we had this dinner for our executives, and we also chose to invite their spouses. That was strategic and intentional on our part because, uh, first of all, number one, we believe that spouses are integral to the success of our employees. You know That for those folks on our team who are married, I mean, those people aren't just sort of like roommates, you know, they're, they're able to positively or negatively affect. performance of the person on our team. And we hope positively, you know, but we want them aligned with our vision. We want them to understand the the nature and meaning of the work that their spouse does. And so we try to invite them regularly um, to events that we do. Of course, we haven't done much in person in the last year, but that's starting to change. Um, This was an outside event. So we thought that would be something we could safely do. But the other thing is, is that it's really meaningful to be celebrated in front of people who you respect and care about. And so we thought Gosh, this would be so much more valuable to celebrate these executives on our team if their spouses were there. You know, if they could feel proud of them, if they could witness them being celebrated, that, that would amplify the impact of what we're doing. So first of all, we have the spouses there. Um, The other thing is we really think through the programming of a dinner like this. So it's not just kind of left to chance. It's not something that, you know, maybe there's just like a little toast at the end, but the rest of it's dinner. Um, We actually think through every single part of it. So we had, uh, first of all, the outcome in mind that we wanted people to feel celebrated seen, and, you know, that this would be a positive reinforcement of what they had accomplished. So everything was working together toward that end. So we had dinner questions. First of all, you know, of course, we had a really nice dinner. It was catered. It was beautiful. The setting was really nice. All that was true and, you know, would have been true in any situation. But... We had three questions that we asked people to answer going around at dinner. And we have something, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, we have a rule that we call the one conversation rule that um, we got from a friend of yours, dad, Lucy Swindall, uh, who did this at dinner parties that she had where only one person is allowed to talk at a time um, so that really you don't have that bifurcated conversation thing that can be really overwhelming and unsatisfying at dinner parties. You have one meaningful conversation going on. And we had dinner uh, questions that we had identified before we got there so that the conversation would be meaningful. It wouldn't just be empty chit chat. It would be meaningful conversation. So the questions were, first of all, what's the biggest thing that you learned about yourself in pursuit of the goal? Now, another thing we do when we have spouses uh, at the dinner is we always try to make the questions applicable to the spouses so they're not exclusive of the spouses. You know, there's something everybody can answer at the table for the spouses. We said, what's the biggest thing you learned about yourself in pursuit of a big goal from last year? So it could have been anything that they were pursuing. So that was number one. So everybody at the table answered that. Great question. Yeah. And then another question was, where are you the most proud of your growth in the last year? Okay. So we're really trying to, again, we're trying to make these areas of progress and growth visible so that they can be repeated. And then the last one is what lessons will you take into the future from accomplishing something so significant? So those were our three questions. We found three questions are about the max you can have at a dinner, unless you have just maybe, you know, three or four people. But if you have more than four people, three questions is about max.
1: And we only uh, got through two at my table. Yeah.
0: We did too. Yep. Same thing. People had a lot to share. So that was the first part of the programming. Um, then I shared just kind of uh, what I saw as the reasons um, that I felt like our team was able to accomplish this big profit goal. You know, what So this was, was
1: after... after- The meal.
0: Yep. So when dinner was served, that's kind of my cue. That's like the speech cue um, from my perspective is that now we're going to have the time where I'm going to share as the CEO of the company what I saw in my team. So this is not about what I did at all. I'm totally taking the focus off of me. Certainly, I made a contribution to this goal, but, you know, that's not important. What's important is really – noticing and calling out their contribution. So I had uh, three reasons, which we actually did in our previous podcast, episode 159. You can go back and listen to that. We'll link to it in the show notes about the three reasons that I felt like our team was able to accomplish this goal. So I'm really reinforcing their contribution. But I really thought the best part of the night is that I asked each of the executives to get up and talk about each other and answer the question that you mentioned a little earlier, which is, what about fill in the blank, you know, peer? What about, you know, Courtney's leadership enabled us to accomplish this goal? And so, for example, um, Chad on our team or Jared on our team, they got up and they shared about the other four executives and what it was about their leadership from their perspective that enabled them to accomplish the goal. Well, you can imagine, like, we were crying. We were laughing. We felt so connected to each other, so appreciated. It's not just... My appreciation or your appreciation of the executives, it's really their appreciation and collaboration with each other. It was amazing.
1: That was my favorite part. Me too. Because I think that that's one of the things that we often don't get in the work environment. Right. You know, you think to yourself, well, I really appreciate Chad or I really appreciate Jared or or whatever, but you don't give voice to it. And and there's something powerful about giving voice and to hear it from somebody that's not your boss who's not, you know, somebody that works for you that's trying to, you know, kiss up or whatever, but it's somebody that's your peer that's genuinely and generously offering this. And, you know, and there were people as they were sharing about other people teared up, right. Choked up and couldn't get through it. And a couple of times people had to stop. They just couldn't get through it. And I th- and I felt like everybody felt so loved and so appreciated and so seen. Which is which is really important if you want a team that's engaged and 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 really moving forward together. And I and 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 maybe this could kind of sound or be construed as it was manipulative, like we, you know, had this design that we we're gonna engineer this so that we get more out of our people. It really wasn't it. It was it was purely celebration. We're what we're talking about is the side effects that we're noticing after the fact, but we didn't do this just so that we could, you know, get more out of them next time or whatever. No, this was Genuine gratitude on our part, Megan. That's where it certainly started. Mm -hmm. I I think kind of wonder and amazement, Mm -hmm. frankly, that we had accomplished this, and and knowing that if it hadn't been for the team, there was no way that we would have on our own accomplished this. You know, this this took the team. It took their genius and their work ethic. You know, Mm -hmm. their creativity. That's that's what made this happen and created it.
0: That's right. And so then, the end of the day or the end of the evening was you doing a champagne toast, which was really special. And you want to say a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I don't remember what I said, but I think <laughs> I think what I did was I, you know, I toasted the accomplishment and toasted everybody individually, and then just uh, offered a toast to our future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Is there anything else I missed there?
0: Um, I don't think so. I feel like I honestly don't remember that specific part of it either. By that point, you know, I was like kind of just basking in the the gratitude of the moment. But I, I think that all those little touches, the fact that it was um, celebratory, that we had champagne, the fact that there was – uh, there were beautiful decorations. The fact that we intentionally planned the the programming for the dinner. And obviously, there's a way to do this very inexpensively to very lavishly. You know, there's a whole range of that. But the intention is what made this so special. And I think anybody can do this. You know, whether you have a couple of contractors that work for you or you have thousands of employees, this is something that any leader can do.
1: You know, one of my favorite sayings from Oprah is she says, love is in the details. Right. And if you want to convey love to your teammates, and love is a very underappreciated attribute that needs to be expressed in the workplace Mm -hmm. in an appropriate way, of course. Right. But, but I think that it's in those details. I think that, that what you choose for the menu, how you decorate the tables, the thought that goes into the questions, the flow of the program, those are the details that really can, that, that convey, Hey, you know what? You're a person of value, mm-hmm. and you're worth this. We're doing this because you're you're worth this. You're worthy of this. And last night we had a family birthday party. Megan, you were there, yeah. And uh, you know there was a lot of intention that went into that birthday party. Mm-hmm. You know because we want people to feel celebrated and feel loved and feel acknowledged and have their special day. And this for our team was that kind of experience.
0: well, let's make this practical for a minute. Let's just talk about some ideas for how you could celebrate again. Maybe this is not something you've done a lot of, or you don't feel uh, super competent in that's okay. Um, We have some really practical ideas. So the first kind of category of how you can celebrate people is in the area of praise. Um, This is probably uh, one that maybe comes, you know, not as easily to people, but it's very high impact. So a few ways that you can do that one sending people cards, whether it's mm-hmm. their birthday or a thank you card, you know, I always keep a stack of cards with uh, uh, with um, addresses of my direct reports, as well as stamps in my desk drawer, so that when I think of something, I can just send a card to someone. You know, that that um, needs to be right at the ready. And it could just be a small thing. Hey, I noticed when you did that. Or, hey, thank you for the way that you did this. Or I'm so impressed by this result that you created. But when, when you send a card and you send it rather than an email, first of all, it's way more personal. But also, if the person is married or maybe they have roommates or whatever, people get to see that come in the mail and it makes it a bigger deal, right? So it that's, does. That's
1: why I like to send it to their home too, so the yep. spouse can also see it.
0: Exactly. Um, The other thing is public acknowledgement. So we were talking about hating being publicly embarrassed, you know, publicly acknowledging people positively is so beneficial. So this can definitely be supervisor to supervisor. But you can also set something up like we did, where it's peer to peer, and that may be even more valuable. And then finally, celebratory events. So this could look like a year in banquet where you give awards, it could like, it could look like a small dinner party, like what we did with our executives, it could look like Um, something, you know, much smaller happy hour outside around your bonfire, whatever. Um, It doesn't have to be a big deal, but intentionally thinking about events uh, is a great way to celebrate people.
1: Okay, so that's praise, one way to celebrate people. Another way is perhaps the most obvious is financial rewards. And so that can take a lot of different forms. It could be a spot bonus for a specific promotion or a specific initiative. But just to acknowledge that there was some effort, effort, Extra effort there, and we want to reward it. Then there could just be bonuses. You know, one of the things that we do at Michael Hyde and Company is that everybody is on a bonus program. Everybody's pay or compensation um, is related to the performance of the company. So that when we won, we had the privilege of handing out bonus checks. And because we exceeded our profit goal, we handed out even bigger bonus checks than we anticipated because we don't have any cap on those bonuses. And then there could also be prizes too, you know, where people compete for fun things. I just had this crazy experience where we won this uh, this certain prize in an affiliate contest and I got this wonderful gift that I would have never bought my, for myself, which was an electric scooter.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. At the family oh birthday gosh. party, all the kids were on that. And thankfully oh no gosh. one got hurt and everyone had a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> and I was like a kid when I got that because yeah. I would never buy that for myself, especially right. my age but I wrote it and I wrote it a lot this weekend. So those kind of little things can, can just be a tangible way uh, to recognize achievement.
0: You know, one uh, little pro tip on this, if you're going to give a financial reward, it's really beneficial. If you also write a note, you want to reaffirm whatever it is that the person did to earn the reward. You want to call that out. You want to make a big deal about it. You don't just want my least favorite way to give people financial rewards is just through direct deposit as part of payroll. You know, it's like it doesn't really mean a lot that way. I mean, they'll notice it eventually, but it might take a little while for them to see it. But if you can send a physical check, there's kind of an artifact of it. If you're able to send a note with it or hand a note with it, so much more meaningful. It makes it more of an event. So that's just a little pro tip. Um, okay, the last area where you can be intentional about celebration is gifts. So this is something that we do all the time at Michael Hyde & Company. We send flowers. So when people have babies or move into a new house or get promoted or come back from parental leave, we send flowers and we celebrate. You know, sometimes we send balloons, whatever, but we, we just want to mark occasions. We want to be a culture of people who notices important events or accomplishments in the lives of our employees and celebrate those things. Um, and kind of along the same lines, the other thing we do is is give presents from time to time. You know, that might be a reward for something or it might just be, you know, spontaneous, but it just kind of says, hey, I see you. I see that thing that you did and I'm celebrating it. You know, I'm communicating that I know you, I know things that you like. Um, And and that's, you know, that's on my radar.
1: Okay, pro tip as we wind this up, because I know we're about out of time. If you're not good at celebrating, you know, maybe this is just not a muscle that you've exercised enough to get good at, and I would be in that category, although I think I'm getting better at it. Delegate this to somebody who is good at it. Mm-hmm. So there's probably somebody on your team that's fantastic at celebrating, that likes to plan parties, that that really likes acknowledging other people, and give, it res- give the responsibility to them. And just all you have to do is define the win on the yeah. front end, kind of what you're after, and then let them run. And in addition to that, I would say another pro tip, establish a budget for this kind of thing. So, you know, have a budget where you can do the the spot bonuses or send the flowers or get cards or special gifts or all of that. But this is a worthy investment in your team. You know, this is not frivolous. It's not optional. It's not extra. I think this is an essential expense because your team is the most important asset that you have.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that you're really inspired, that you can create a culture of celebration in your organization, uh, not only to drive greater and greater performance, but also to create engagement, to foster a sense of connectedness and teamwork and a sense of being known and acknowledged in your organization. It's so worth it. And it's so rewarding. Thanks for listening. Until next week, lead to win.